step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's going on? This is Jonathan Allen for the Washington Redskins. You are now listening to Shut Your Face. Hail to the Redskins. Welcome back to Shut Your Face. We're coming at you just a day after episodes three and four of The Last Dance. The last time we were on the air, the documentary hadn't even aired yet. So we're four episodes in and it's had kind of Super Bowl flavor to it because there's nothing else to do during this lockdown and quarantine. But watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, the journey to the 97-98 last dance their final championship it's been great and we're gonna dive into the first four episodes our thoughts um surrounding mostly this past weekend's episode three and four um but then also in sports it's been a good sports weekend finally because we got to watch the nfl draft so we're gonna talk about the last dance first and then we're gonna dive into our thoughts on the skins draft and other things that happened during the nfl draft for sure towards the end of the podcast um, but we got everyone here today once again. Some, some, what's up? What up, DMV? Nil. How's it going? And I'm your host, B. Samuel, as always. Let's dive into the last dance. Episodes three and four yesterday. Some, I'll start with you. Um, it was Dennis Rodman and the Detroit Pistons and the Chicago Bulls' journey to kind of finally get that monkey off of their back with how the bad boy Pistons kind of had their number um, for quite uh, quite a while. Um, so what did you think of this past uh, episode? Uh, episode three was Denny, uh, Denny, uh, Dennis Rodman's journey to the, uh, you know, to the NBA. I didn't know that he, had, he went through so much um, childhood difficulty. I know that he had some difficulty, but... He was kicked out of his house at age 18. He somehow made, I don't know how he got noticed by, by college scouts. Um, he, he said that he grew up witnessing drugs and smoking, all, but he never got into it. And that's one person you would think that would get into all that stuff. Right. But he said, but he said growing up, he never did. Um, episode three was uh, pretty much just, a precursor to to the lead up uh, of like episode four and episode episode four was just mm, there was um it 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 was so great because I was too young to remember the 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 Pistons and Bulls going at it but reading up on it, it that was. That was just war, mm-hmm. and 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 it's something that that today's players they don't have to go through. 
like they when 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 we talk about eighties basketball, early nineties basketball, it was phys- like really physical. Mm-hmm. This is this is just a cupcake league now. Because if you all, I mean, if 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 like you guys watched it, they could pretty much get away with anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would, still get, their, they, they would still get their they would still get the the fouls called. <laughs> I mean, they would still get their fouls called, but basically they're staying in the game. Yeah, well, nowadays, yeah. nowadays well, you do anything that Bill Lambier did back in the late '80s, early '90s, and you're getting tossed immediately on a flagrant two. Not just that, though, B, but even like these everyday fouls nowadays, you you were getting. I mean, it was nothing compared to what they could do and legally do, like hand check, grab, hold, pull, and and that wasn't a foul. That was just ball. Mm-hmm. Back then, which today's players, they have no, they they have no sense about any, anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like Michael went through hell, hell, yeah, just to get just to play in the finals. Yeah, I you mean think, those you think a, those. Mm-hmm. You think Go a player ahead. like Steph? You think a player like Steph Curry would be able to survive in yesteryear's league? You know, honestly, if I'm I'm a Steph Curry fan, but he would find it very difficult to play in that league because he just get rough out. He get rough out exactly. every single. This 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 league today, it's catered to an up and down, free flowing, guard friendly game. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had you had bulldozers who would just truck you. So let me ask you. you so league. why? Why would a person like Steph not benefit from that? Because Steph's not really looking to go to the lane. Yeah, but like, but the guards could get away with so much more. It'd be what do you like mean? You could really hound them. Oh, like play, play up on play them like aggressive that. Aggressive yeah. D. Mm-hmm. And the you know, like the games aren't in the one fifties and one forties as they are today. Mm-hmm. They're hard nosed, ninety five, eighty five games, mm-hmm. and it's. So let me ask you then. Let me ask you: Could the average defender play well in this, in today's NBA? That's that's also a good point. the 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 great defenders or the defensive players of that of that generation, right, may not be as great in, in today's game defensively. Right, Steph would just put, burn them. Right in yes in, in today's, today's NBA. Fair enough. But yeah. I, but yeah. I, but but the but the question was if you put them back in. That league, correct, correct, no. correct, correct. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. vice versa. Both, both, both eras have their strengths, and both eras have their weaknesses. Yeah, and what's what is that? What is? Let me just drill down into that. What was the what was the weakness of that era then? The weakness of of that era was, I think it 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 kind of distorted the game a little bit. Like, especially like the bad boy Pistons. I think they well, they made it they made the game almost scary to watch because they could pretty much do whatever they wanted. I mean, yeah, they would get fouls and everything, but no one's really getting tossed for, for roughing you up. And, but I think, and what, I think it, it uh-huh. yeah, what I'm driving at is by that, by that line of reasoning that Steph would not be able to last back then because of how tough it was, but mm-hmm. those guys wouldn't be able to last now because of what, because honestly, they just, weren't athletic enough like they're just not no, good no, enough no, no. i'm not 
I'm not saying that. No, that's my point. That's that's the point I'm making. Why would Steph dog them? Why would Steph, Steph dog them? Because they can't play defense. They can't play defense. But like why? Not because because of the rules. Not because they're no no no. There's no rule because you can't hand check anymore, right? So you're you can't why... hand check, pull, push. Right, right, right. Pull. So why would they get dogged by Steph? Because he, because the game is free flowing now. Right, because they wouldn't be able to keep up. So you're saying because they're not as athletic? No, I'm saying for whatever you you call it athletics. I I, I mean it could be athletics. It could be like just Scottie flat Pippen, out not as no. good as at basketball. No, no. The average because player look, in the I don't N- think, NBA. I don't think Michael Jordan. Michael is a freak athlete. Right. Scottie Pippen's a freak athlete. They're well, not mean, the same defensive uh, players. Who's who today? Let, let's say this: Who who is currently the best on-ball defender in the league? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Right? Kawhi. Does, would would we say that Kawhi is super athletic to where he just straight gets straight up dogged by Steph Curry? No, he wouldn't get dogged by Curry. Why? Why not? He's a great, a great athlete. Great is, he, athlete. is he super athletic? Yeah, I would he's say super he's super athletic. You think but, he's but, more? And, and, no, but but Michael and Scotty were. Michael were, Scottie was a bit more athletic than. That's Kawhi that's Lander. what I'm saying. Like, right, I feel right. Scotty Pippen was slightly more athletic than uh than Kawhi. I think I don't think Scotty would have been dogged. Dogged by, dogged by uh, no, Steph. No, I don't think so. But you're talking about two of the greats, like Pippen and, and uh, Kawhi. Those are two of the all-time greatest on-ball defenders in NBA history. So I'm not taking anything for, away from Pippen and Jordan, Kawhi, mm-hmm. Steph, etc. I'm talking about just your average NBA player, Joe Dumars. Would Joe Dumars be able to guard Steph Curry? Heck no. No, but he was still good. He was still good. So good. I think... He would have done in, to, the best in today's job. in today's game. Today's game, yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and why is that? And and my my point is just the the level of competition um, is nowhere compared to where it is today. Your oh, average please. NBA player is that much better than when Jordan actually played. No, no, no. Yeah, B, come on, man. I mean, let, you can talk at the real. top, at the top, very top. Yeah, you got about, some points. You're talking about elite. You're talking about elite players that Michael went up against. Magic. No, no I'm saying at the Bird. very top, I got you. But I'm saying the oh, average yeah. NBA player. Because the way the game has expanded. Average. Yeah, okay. I'm just talking about I'm, the average, like who was on the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, but, yeah, or but like, I don't know what? any average players. Like, I mean, That's the problem, I, I yeah. The, the point is, though, it's like, when do we ever talk about the average, average. players from today's game even? Like, whenever yeah. we talk about today's game, it's always the superstars of today's yeah. game. Compared to the compare superstars, no, of no, but we're com- years, like yeah, no, no, no. I know, and and I'm diving into a discussion that we're not necessarily ready to have because mm-hmm. we're eventually the goat debate talks about your path to the finals and then who you face in the finals, right? LeBron is three and six, and Jordan is six and zero, oh. and you you talk about um, through the rest of this last dance, we're going to see probably I'm assuming we're going to see every finals appearance. You think is that an expectation? I mean, we've already seen one, right? We saw we the first. Saw the, we, we saw the first, right? Yeah, against the Los Angeles Lakers, right? And that was a. a when did Magic retire after that? That was he retired after ninety-three, right? So 93? that was was 91. it fair to say that 91. was Magic's worst Lakers team? Well, see, they weren't in it, their prime. Like no, uh, Kareem, Kareem wasn't. I mean, he didn't have Kareem. Kareem, Kareem wasn't even there. No, no, Kareem, was Kareem, Kareem retired. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of unfair. My like. You know, Michael Michael beat a beat up team, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, 
all due respect to Michaels, you he won it, he he beat him, but Maddie Maddie didn't have all of his horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he fair. didn't have he didn't have James Worthy. And and honestly, sometimes it is just getting past the one team. Like even as Caps fans, like you get past the the Pittsburgh. Um, penguins and maybe it's much easier you get past that one big hurdle and that was the detroit pistons that year i mean and yeah. so, i mean and they were defending champions correct mm-hmm. um so it's not always about the finals necessarily even though we like to make it seem that way sometimes it's about the eastern conference finals or the western conference finals mm-hmm. um because those those are actually the and even kobe's championships to be honest with you some of those Western Conference Finals were yeah, a lot more difficult. Wars, yeah, man. yeah, exactly. Those straight wars. Um, so let let me just get your well then nil. So your thoughts so far through through the four episodes of uh, of the Last Dance. What, what do you think? Where where are you at oh, with? This, I mean, well, first off, let's just talk about the the uh, the the production as a whole. I, I mean, know ESPN oh, phenomenal, has done a phenomenal man. job. I love Great the job. cutaways. I love the cutaways to each. They go to players and just get their random yeah. reaction by a single yeah, play yeah. or a single, a single moment, which is just just unbelievable. You can see they really did their due diligence into making this documentary. And right. I mean, of course, sure. all of us, it's just we're just all quarantined, so there's nothing else to do but watch this. So this right. one, that might add to it. But um, um, it it's it's just been it's just been really interesting to see the the details of what really went on behind the scenes because none of us would ever have known any of these mm-hmm. things i think it was really interesting in the first in episode three when they were uh when rodman went up to phil and was like i need a vacation what's end and he's like i just need a vacation mm-hmm. and phil brings michael in <laughs> yeah and no. he's basically like you know they both decide okay like you're Dennis Rodman. We uh, know you need this. Uh, season and he did it. Jordan was just like, you just need to come back. 48 hours, you need to be back. And <laughs> Jordan went to the point of, he's like, I know he's not going to be back. He actually went to go get Rodman. Didn't really say that's what he did, but that is the, uh, the mm-hmm. thought that he went yeah. to Vegas himself to grab yeah. Rodman and bring him back. Because yeah. he knew. If, he you, if, you, if you heard what actually happened, Carmen Electra was on the was on the uh, on episode three or four wherever wherever yeah. that segment was on, and he's and she was in the room with with Dennis and <laughs> and then like early morning she she has a knock on the door and he's and she was like who is it it's it's Michael Jordan so she like hides behind some couch with <laughs> with, with like with like a blanket on top of her and Michael just pretty much drags Dennis. He said, uh, we, gotta go. we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta practice. I'm just, I'm just stunned. I was just stunned that Michael wasn't more like pissed off at Rodman. Like, what do you like? He actually signed off on it. Yeah. To let him go. I, I think that like, just mid-season? goes to show. That just goes to show that like Rodman was was just looked at differently, and I think Rodman was just so good at what he did. Like he just was good at that. Yeah. And so it didn't matter. It didn't matter, like, for, for, for the Bulls, for Phil, for Michael, as long as Rodman showed up game in and game out and did what he needed to do, mm-hmm. that's all they cared about. They didn't really yeah. care about that other stuff. Yeah. And I think, but, you know, I, I actually think Rodman is a little misunderstood. Like, he, 
you know, he had a lot of difficult. Uh, no, I, I think I think he's very much understood. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it goes beyond. But we we've seen all the what uh, we're, whatever we see on TV and the whatever the media puts out there and the tabloids or whatever it is. But I think you know Rodman is just it was just a difficult no, upbringing no. that ended up. At least he found basketball as as a way to to kind of deal with all of that. So, I, episode episode three was was phenomenal. Yeah. Let me. me just say this. Let me just say this. Winning cures all ills. That's okay? true. Hundred percent agree with that. Because if they had lost, or if they had lost, first of all, there's no last dance. For, there's no last dance documentary. And second, and secondly, this whole notion of Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, we know Dennis. He's gonna do this, and he, it would have been flipped mm-hmm. drastically. And the reason that Rodman—just the last thing I want to add—the reason that Rodman is that way and is viewed that way, even by Phil and by Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, I think it's because of the way Gary Payton put it. Do you remember what Gary Payton said? What, what, what did JP say? He said Dennis Rodman is the f up guy. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's the guy that just f's everything up for us for for the opposing team. Yeah, like he just throws everything off. He's just so different of a type of a player that he's just that f up guy. Yeah, and I think that's just that's just how Rodman. I mean, that's just how Rodman is viewed. Let me in, just, a, in a good way. Uh, look, so I'm not into all these new age video games and everything, and 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 uh, B could attest to that. Oh, here Nobody we go. could attest to that. But there's this. <laughs> So I used to play this old school video game console, Super Nintendo, and I played only this one game. It was Live '96. Yep. And I, I had to beat the opposing team by 100 points for me to actually win. <laughs> right. So that just because it was it, that just that was just it was like a challenge to me. Uh-huh. Right. So 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 I needed to do that. Five minute quarters, everything the same, and and and. and it was just fun. And but... no fouls. You're not like fouling the mess out of the other team and stealing the ball, right? Because <laughs> no, that's the settings I used to use. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Dennis Rodman in that game was phenomenal defensively. And in real life, that, that guy was one of the best on-ball defenders. I, have, I, I totally forgot about that facet of his game. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just too. his rebounding. Right. His, his on-ball defense right. against Jordan and Magic and all, first of all, he's 6'8". Right. Okay? And, and secondly, he is built like, like, a, like, a, like a bull. Right. Uh, no pun intended. But that, that, <laughs> big that hands. Dude, just Big, just athletic, just athletic. Right. My, blocking shots, picking pockets. And he's roaming he is defense, fine. Really defense. The thing is about him, he's fine just doing that thing. For sure. Like, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the last two times that I've watched, of course, last week and this week, I've watched it streaming about an hour after it ended. So I didn't actually watch it live. Um, so do they show on the live broadcast the trivia questions? Yeah, it was. Um... Uh, name, name. Uh, so Dennis Rodman. I mean, scored. I know what the I know what the trivia oh, question is, but I'm just yeah. okay. So they they do show it, okay? Because it's uh, Dennis Rodman. Wait, wait, wait. How, how do you watch it? Be how'd you say you watch it? Streaming on ESPN.com. Oh, yeah. You don't watch it live? No, I missed I missed the last week's one live, and this past week's uh, it was like an hour late. Yeah. Why, yeah. why don't you just DVR it? 
Portage is good. Yeah, yeah. I could, but I mean, it's available everywhere. Yeah, it's just and you know, like even outside of the country, it's available in Netflix. My yeah, cousins Netflix. in India were actually watching it. I know. I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, it's not an American Netflix, but so the the trivia question was Dennis Rodman. I think um, was it four times or ten? Like, yeah, I think four times in his career, Dennis Rodman had twenty rebounds and zero points. It was. I think it was seven. Times. Was it seven? Yeah, it was seven. It was something more than that. It was seven times. Dennis Rodman had twenty plus rebounds and zero points. What other player um, had the second highest? I actually got I this one right. I had no clue. Yeah, I did say that. Wow. I was debating between two guys, but it's Marcus Camby, um, and he's done it twice in his career. I was debating between Camby and Ben Wallace. I mm. thought those were pretty two or mm-hmm. two good options there. But just the he's so fine just being that that um, there's one side of the ball one side of the ball and rebounding that's all that's it yeah and just bringing the edge to the chicago bulls like he was happy doing that and it's so interesting that he kind of really took to being the uh robin to jordan's batman when scotty was out for those 38 games i think i think he like relished that he he wanted that you know and what's fascinating to me so there's a couple things i want to bring up the first thing that i want to bring up is just jordan's um honesty with how he didn't really respect anybody else on that team but Rodman and Pippen. Like, as soon as Pippen wasn't playing, you could see that the guy felt like, this is all on me. Like, this is, it's not a, it's not a next man up kind of thing where you hear that a lot in the NFL. And I'm sure you, I'm sure there's some of it in the NBA. But with Michael Jordan, I'm sure Kobe Bryant feels that same way. Game knows game, and Jordan realized that nobody else really has game on that team except Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. And so, so if Scottie Rodman wasn't do, there, Scottie could do everything, man. Yeah. yeah, you want him to score twenty points? I'll give you twenty to twenty-five in my prime. I'll grab eight to ten boards in my prime. I'll play haunting defense. I'll I'll guard from one to four. I'll I'll run the offense for you. I'll get you better shots, Michael. I'll I'll save your legs for the fourth quarter. All those things go so unnoticed about Scottie Pippen. Yeah. That he was just some jock rider about Michael Jordan. Do you understand what this man was? Right. There's a reason why, well, I don't want to deviate too much, but there was a reason why after Jordan retired in 90, 90, it was the 93-94 season, the Bulls still won 55 games. They were predicted to be a bottom dweller because everyone thought, well, well, Michael, you know, Michael's going to retire. Scott is really not that good. Scotty blossomed arguably into the best player in the game. He right. was he finished third in the MVP voting that year. Wow! Yeah, and that I mean, and that doesn't and that goes unnoticed. Right, right. That's why he's one of the fifty greatest players ever. Might might be even top twenty five. By the way, I, I, for those that listen to the podcast for for um, week in and week out, we thank you. But last week I did talk about Vince Carter and him being not in the top fifty. I wrote down a rough draft of my top fifty players of all time. <laughs> Yeah, he's in the top fifty. I had yeah, him at like easy. I had him at a uh, conservative like thirty six. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's okay. He could have probably been in like he could have edged his way into the top thirty, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after yeah, after twenty, was... it was diff- it was difficult. And, and I hope that you had Tracy McGrady, his slightly younger cousin, in better than him in the top fifty. I had Tracy ahead of Vince Carter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. So the other thing that I want to point, okay, so let me, when you're watching this, 
of course you think about the greatness of Michael Jordan. Like this dude was just built differently, man. Like I know this is in light of Kobe Bryant. It's just, it's so interesting that it's in light of the life and career of Kobe Bryant. And you can see how these two individuals on this face, on the face of the earth, just dedicated their lives to the sport of basketball. And I don't think there's anybody, maybe Kevin Durant is, is close. He's probably the closest thing to really, like basketball is my everything. Mm. LeBron, I don't, I don't know. LeBron's gonna go into politics after he retires. Yeah, yeah, and LeBron's, <laughs> LeBron's uh, is, yeah. got a lot going for him. I mean, I know Jordan was in Space Jam and etc., but Le- LeBron's a little bit more um, versatile, well-rounded. Yeah, 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 exactly. But these these guys were life. just. <laughs> basketball was their love and passion for the game and you can see that and everything that jordan says kind of drives back to just wanting to win so yeah. um so that that's amazing but i as someone that is going to take a step back and be objective because i know you two as lifelong jordan fans well, not, not anymore but go ahead i mean you still think he's the greatest player of all time yeah. right so you're not going to argue against that no 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 do you think that this documentary is doing benefit to Jordan's argument for the GOAT or, or taking away from it? Oh, benefit? I mean... I... And the, 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 it almost seems obvious, so let me just say why I'm talking that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah delve into that. Because more. this team was built perfectly for him for sure. to succeed. For sure. Like as I'm watching that, I I tip my cap to Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. But in the shadow of uh, I have LeBron, this cloud of LeBron hanging over, and like anyone, the debate is still there. Right. Um so it just makes me think this is the greatest coach of all time. That was the only person that could possibly make a Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, a disgruntled Scottie Pippen and yeah, Michael Jordan gel together to make what was a 72 and 10 team the year before and then finally this as we know they're going to end up winning the championship. Yeah. So like this team, Dennis Rodman being the unselfish player that he was, Scottie Pippen being the best number 2 this game has ever seen. And then you've got Michael Jordan who just I mean phenomenal phenomenal scorer, phenomenal player on both sides of the ball. But is it am I not is it not fair to say that this team was just built perfectly for Jordan to succeed? Um yeah. the no, uh the second three feet, sure I can say that. The first three feet, outside of Scott uh, Jordan and Pippen, maybe you could say Horace Grant, it was a bunch of scrubs. No, no, no. Bunch no. of scrubs. No, no, no. So on, no. I Think looked about up it. I looked up the BJ Armstrong wasn't decent. Oh my gosh, really? BJ <laughs> Armstrong was a decent player. BJ Armstrong was a decent player. He was. He was. He, he I'll tell you this: they had, they had, they had no big men. I looked mm-hmm. up, and and it, it was a big man league, though. Yeah, at but, that time it yeah, was a big the, man league. Yeah. So the, yeah, the point the, is, though, the point is, though, that, that outside of outside of Jordan and Pippen, that the ninety one, ninety two, ninety three Bulls, they were not good top to bottom. I looked I up the don't roster. Know, man. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I they're not comparable for sure. The second three P just. Second three feet is not sure. even close. Yeah, from but a you team standpoint. But you also have a Rodman that's that's not. He was. But I think fully in his but, prime in that second three feet. But I think the first three feet 
could have beaten the second three beat. Mm. Only because maybe because Jordan and Pippen were both younger. And... We're talking about like 25 <laughs> and a 28 year old Jordan. Those two, those two defensively back. Oh, that was oh that just. Gosh. That's that's just not fun. But I don't think it's fair to say that the first three P they were not even the best team, like pound for pound in the league at the time. I think the, the Portland Trailblazers were the best team. No, no, the the, the Bulls at had every at every position. Oh, you're talking about who had the better team? Yeah. Oh, I thought you're talking about like who had the better record. No team. Oh, like just team overall. Terry build. Porter. I I don't know who their three was. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know who their four was. And the, and, and Clifford Kevin, Robinson was coming off of the bench, right? They had Duckworth. Yeah. They had, of Who course, Drexler, three? Porter. Per- Perkins? Wasn't Perkins on that team? No. no. Perkins was on the mm-hmm. Lakers. You're, you're talking about oh, Perkins? Talking the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who their three was. Yeah, I don't remember who their three was. I mean, I know Clyde was the second best shooting guard in the N- NBA. Oh, but... Clyde was phenomenal, too, yeah. man. Clyde. Clyde ended up winning it with Houston, right? Yeah. But Charles didn't. Yeah. Poor Charles. I don't. Oh my gosh, just a little too late. The so spoiler alert, I guess for those that really don't want to, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about who the who the Bulls faced in each of their finals. But so go ahead and and join back in with us in the next five minutes if you don't want to hear. But you can just look it up. So the first one they they faced obviously the LA Lakers, and then the second one they were. Portland, Portland, Portland Trail Bla- Trailblazers, so that team that we mentioned, and then the third was the Suns. And w- when we get to that part, oh my! Gosh. In the documentary, that was the toughest. That was the toughest team they had to. That 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 Suns team. Yeah, man, that Suns team was sick. Yeah, that that, that was that definitely was, uh, the And Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, they, they were they just blew killing. game six. They blew. It should have gone game seven, and yeah. but they blew game six. It was a sunset. Barkley won the MVP, right? Yeah. He won the Barkley MVP was, that year. Barkley was cooked. Did, oh, that year. That oh, year yeah. he won the MVP. They had Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, Kevin Johnson. Like, that was... That was a squad. <laughs> that was a squad. Man. That was a sick squad. Man. And, and Charles in his prime. Too. Yeah, yeah and Charles, Charles in his prime. Probably, probably the second best player in the game. And if All I'm not mistaken, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like that was Jordan's best finals performance. Nah, 91, man. 91. I mean, stat-wise, you could say, yeah. But Jordan, 91? Oh, really? Different, different. What, against the Lakers? Michael was in prime 28 years old. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think a, a 30-year-old Jordan put up better numbers. But I, I don't remember. I, I was watching Michael. I remember he had athletic one. Prime. He had one finals where he averaged forty-one points. Like, come on. That that was that was a ninety-three. Was it the Suns one? Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's he, that's gonna no, be. But, yeah, but he also shot a lot too in that series. Okay. Yeah. Oh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fun, man. This gives us something to talk about. So, I mean, the next mm-hmm. when we get back in two weeks and talk some some sports, this is what we're gonna talk about. We already filled half an hour worth of content on just the last dance, and it's only four episodes in. We're not even halfway through this thing, so it's gonna be fun. Um, what so far the massive disservice that I've heard is how many times have you heard Tony Kukoc's name mentioned? I don't understand, man. Like, this what's going on right game. now? I, I think yeah, I, it's there's still six more episodes. I think he's definitely gonna be discussed. I, I mean, it's Tony Kukoc. Think, yeah, but it's I don't Kukoc, think it's gonna be yeah. much, man, because I think they just put the three best known bulls who are popular today. I yeah. mean, they they had a uh, they had Ron Harper on there for a bit. 
Yeah, but Tony Kukoc was much better than Ron Harper. I know. He was much yeah. better than Steve Kerr. Yeah, and Steve yeah. Kerr is on like all of their banners. But but if you think yeah. about it, they haven't really gotten to the second three feet yet. It's still they're still kind of chronicling right. the first. But, but, but how is wasn't on the third on the first one? They're kind of the bad boys. Mm-hmm. Bad boy piston. So I feel like right. it'll come. It'll eventually come. Yeah, you may be cool. right. I mean, it, I, they, they are going Ron through Harper as more of a player for the for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Remember, right? When they, yeah, yeah. A guard. It was yeah, a hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like. But I mean, most part of the reason that they stayed afloat in that ninety-seven, ninety-eight, or in the entire ninety-seven part of the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season, while while Pippen was sitting it out, was because of Tony Kukoc. Yes. I mean, so that's why, like, they're kind of slowly going through the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season, and then flashing back to the lives <laughs> of the people that kind of impacted. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man, because the NBA was still young in its international game and Tony Kukoc came from that. So yeah, that definitely. was a big, big impact for that team. So we'll see how that oh, for sure. ends yeah. up happening. Um, I think Kobe's going to be in this one, man. This next, week, really? this next week. Episode five and six. Yeah, yeah. that's what the rumors so, are. So Kobe, Kobe, did you really think you were than Jordan? Look, man. Everyone knew I was better than Jordan. Even he'll tell you I was better than. Jordan. <laughs> oh, I don't know if his. I don't know if his because I know he's talking at some point. I'd be interested to see if that one is actually I, this week. I but. think. I think you know what. It, what it's going to go to It's going to go down to that uh, in that December game in '97, right? When when he faced Jordan for the second time, and they both went at each other. Mm-hmm. Michael dropped like 36. He had dropped like 33, and he got Jordan on a. He got him on a fadeaway. He got him on a he got him on a on like a baseline dunk. He showed Michael some things in that wow. game. But so did That's Michael great. too. So it was going back and forth. Good stuff. Lot of lot to watch for, man. I'm glad to be watching. And it's and it's going down memory lane too, so you can't beat that. Can't yeah, beat for it. sure, man. For sure. All right. So let's dive into the NFL draft a little bit here. Um an entire weekend of sports that started on Thursday with day one and, and with round one. Um, Friday being round two and three and, and Saturday four, five, six, and seven. So it was all virtual this year. Interesting draft. Most watched draft ever. Why? Because of COVID. Um, but that's, that's where we're at. The Redskins made a bunch of picks. Um, it was an interesting draft all around. Um, where should we go from here? Nil, let me start with you on the Redskins draft. Any player outside of Chase Young? that you like coming uh, that the Redskins ended up picking? Um, overall, yeah, the, this draft, I think, for the Redskins overall um, rivals last year's. If you remember last year, a lot of the scouts and everyone gave us analysts. They gave us a great uh, a draft grade of, I think, an A, an A or A- minus by some people. They had mm-hmm. the Redskins as one of the best uh, drafted teams in the entire NFL. And I think uh, I think this year it's it almost follows suit, or at least close to it. I would give us at the very least a B plus, A minus mm-hmm. with this draft. Um, I really liked it, and uh, I think we we addressed positions that we needed to address. Uh, the only thing was I thought maybe we could have gone, we could have actually drafted a tight end in the uh, third fourth round, um, but <laughs> we decided to just maybe we liked we liked uh, Thaddeus Moss. We liked what we saw in him, so we wanted to just wait till afterwards. But I think two two guys that really kind of stood out to me um, were our, I guess what it was a third and mm-hmm. fourth round pick. 
Or, no, sorry, mm-hmm. fourth and fifth round pick. Was it a... No, was it a third and fourth? Antonio, the guys we, we, we picked him up at, though, mm-hmm. Antonio Gandy-Golden? Yeah. He was what? He was a fourth-rounder, yeah, fourth. yeah. Fourth-rounder. And the fifth was uh, Sadiq Charles? No, both of them were in the, four, were in the oh, fourth. Okay. Both we had two fourth-round fourth picks, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, like, I like both of them. I think, uh, and mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Antonio um, Gandy-Golden. Mm-hmm. Incredible name, by the way. I think we got to call him AGG. It's AGG, I love the yeah. name. <laughs> AGG, yeah. That's what he's been known by. But, um, I, I I heard about him slightly throughout the draft, but I didn't really think we were targeting him, and I didn't really look him up before. But after the fact, I did. Um, I like his size. I like his size. I like his his aggressiveness, his knack for the ball. He does need to work on his separation and his route running. Mm -hmm. Um, That that was kind of his knock. And also he plays for a small-time school coming out of Liberty. But I think, you know, we needed to solidify the uh, wide receiver position. And um, alongside Terry McLaurin, we need a number two. And I think this guy could... Could really be that big target for um, oh my, yeah, yeah for asking. sure, man. We need a big target. <clears throat> you know, we need someone to to kind of um, be that possession guy. So mm-hmm. I really like him. I'm excited for him. He's uh, he he put up what 1,300 yards last year at uh, Liberty, mm-hmm. I think 13 or 1,400. Yeah, a lot of production uh, out of him for the last two years. Good. Yeah, his competition might have been not that not that good considering the school he's coming from, but. Um, he's talented, talented guy. So I'm, he, I'm, I'm really excited seems, about it. He seems like he's raw though, and and uh, I was looking, I was listening to Mel Kiper. They he rated them as the best wideout in the draft. So how did he fall to this Mel Kiper wideout in the draft? Mel Kiper, watch it. Mel Kiper said that he was the best wideout in the draft. I don't well, know about that. I, I don't think that. so. Okay. Look I don't know up. how that could. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, I saw his. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So that's why I'm I asking. Mean, there's yeah. Jerry Judy. There's um, CD Lamb. Henry Rugg. Then maybe Antonio Gandy Golden. And then is, last was this, probably CD Lamb, I think, on that list. This is what. This, <laughs> that's the right there. The troll <laughs> level. This is, this is, coming what, this through. is what Mel Kiper said. This is what Mel Kiper said. So, so my question is why did he fall so low then if, if he was so highly. Was he highly touted? No, no. I'd say the, no, so. so the Mel Kiper stuff. Get that from. Well, that aside, because I don't know what that is, because I listened to Mel Kiper and Todd McShay's podcast, and he doesn't necessarily talk about Antonio Gandy Golden as the best on his big board. So he may oh, see best one in the draft. Mm-hmm. No, I, I yeah. Because, of course, the mock draft is different because that's you're placing players where you think they're going to be taken. So there's, you're not necessarily putting the best players in their in their best spots. So right, maybe he right. does think a lot higher of Golden than Gandy Golden than um, he says in the mock draft. But um, why would he fall? Well, Nil said it. It's the small school, Liberty. It's basically that he doesn't have speed. And so in he this, doesn't need speed. He's a 6'4 possession guy. Well, I mean, how many of those are actually successful? Like, you you can be big in or the maybe NFL. Just a lost art. To me, I want a guy that gets open, no matter what. How many how many players but, in the NFL can do that? Be hmm? you don't need speed to get open. Sometimes you, you're you're just your your frame. Just yeah, that's true. Like, but but you have to be really good at running routes. Then you have to really know how to sell sell routes and sell moves. Right. And I don't. I didn't really see see him because one thing, um, if you if you don't have the speed, like even Jerry Rice, he wasn't super fast. 
No, he had great. He was not even super, but he had probably the he's the best route runner in the right. history of the NFL. Right. Right. So the only thing is that if he can figure out how to work on that and and hone that part of his game, I think he could be mm-hmm. could be someone because, that's good. Because the man the man is six four and what two twenty. Yeah, two twenty-three. Yeah, I mean, big guy. Just, just a physical attribute, and really he's smart guy, man. You. Like, there's a lot Yo, that I really oh love about God. him. Yeah. yeah, he's super talented. right? Oh, super talented! Rubik's All the little Rubik's stuff. Rubik's. Did you see the oh, interview yeah. where he actually he was on ESPN pro, um, pre-draft? Yeah. Um, and like he did it, and he did it right. In yeah, like he did it in like a minute and no, I think it was like two minutes or something like that. I thought it was like a minute. Some. Yeah. That dude is that dude, and he can. Gymnastics. Juggle, juggle, yo, he bowled a gymnastics. perfect game. Yeah, he, he's and, learning and, the and guitar. Like, <laughs> he he just picked up bowling and he bowled like a three hundred game. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, like, like talented like that. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff because it's it helps with your with the locker room. It helps give you a sense that this guy is is uh is multifaceted. Look, at the end of the day, all I care about is is he going to catch the ball? Is he going to separate? <laughs> so, I mean, all of this stuff kind of doesn't really really matter at the end of the day, but it helps you as you try to figure out, okay, what kind of kid is this? And so, I I like what they have with him, and he comes to a perfect situation where he can start. Day one. So, so that's what. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to ask you. Is he good enough to start for us? Hundred percent. The thing that him and Kelvin Harmon do that the other guys don't do as well is block. And so both of those guys are really good wide receiver blockers. But they're also big receivers too, right? They're really, yeah. They're they're bigger. Harmon's six two. This guy's six one, and they're solid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's exactly. No, so, so that that's, helps. That's, but just because you're comes. big doesn't always mean you have the instincts to like angle your body in such a way that the right. running back has a crease and, and everything like that. So they're they're good at that. Um. So that's how he can kind of inch his way forward into the actual lineup, and I I like that a lot. Um. Gandy Golden. Yeah. That that was a great pick. He was on one of my lists of of guys on the on the radar in day two. Um. Ended up falling to us in day three. So. Um, so how about you for the draft? Do you want to talk about Chase Young? Do you want to talk about anything else on the draft? Well, what do yeah. you think? Well, well, look, Chase Young is a given, right? But, you know, me, being that I don't know much college football, I had to more, more or less research myself separately as opposed to just go on knowledge. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Gibson, uh, he might be looking like a Percy Harvin type of mm-hmm. a player. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if you don't remember Percy Harvin, Back in his prime Minnesota days, that dude was a nightmare. He's trying to make a comeback, he, by the way. Yeah, he, he's coming he really, out of retirement. He should, yeah, he should. He should take his Excedrin and 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 quarantine himself for the rest of his life. Right? <laughs> 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 no, 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 seriously. But 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 this guy uh, Gibson, uh, how tall is he, by the way? Six feet. Okay, so he so he just so if he played wide out, he would play slot. Yeah, I mean. And then you, you know, can tweak them out and you outside. can put them. You know what? You know what they're doing. I think, I think they're they're gearing up for maybe replacing Chris Thompson a, a mm-hmm. bit because he's he's been he's been injured. Yeah, he's been rumored to leave. Actually, right. we don't have the financial cap to keep him. And this guy, man, this guy can. He yeah. Uh, they, uh, they asked him. So what are you? Are you a running back or are you or are you wide receiver? I'm just a weapon out there. Just get, <laughs> just get me the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I, I think I mean, the plan is to use him more like as a as a jack of all trades, right? Kind of like yeah, Chris as Thompson. that Joker that the kind of like you can line him up, have the have him come on the jet sweep, yeah, know, just have him do trick plays, maybe even throw in a wild, little bit of wildcat wildcat in there. Yeah, why can he, not? Can he toss it? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm probably not toss it, but just just have him yeah, as just, as you know, um, <clears throat> kind of run that here and there. It's but it's he's super fast. He's yeah. so fast. Yeah. He's fast yeah. for sure. I mean, and he has a all he does is score touchdowns kind of thing. I mean, what do you have? Fourteen touchdowns this past year. Only seventy-seven total touches in his career. So that's concerning because he hasn't really played much. Um, but maybe, he, but maybe he just blossomed this year, and then the stock went up, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, some people, some people take a long time. Well, not a long time, but they take some time to to find themselves as players. And yeah, just, I mean, his first two years, of course, he started junior college, and so he didn't actually okay. get to Memphis until his uh, third <clears throat> year there. And then um, he was behind uh, Tony Pollard. So if you know Cowboys fans, Memphis running back Tony Pollard, who's was drafted to kind of spell Zeke, and he was a running back that could catch. This right. guy, Antonio Gibson, was a wide receiver that could run. So he was right. he was the opposite. Um, and kick returner, plays special teams. Like, that's the thing that I love about this pick. And it was a little bit of a reach because, honestly, he wasn't on my radar at all because I wasn't really you, looking at running backs. Did you know about him in college? I didn't know him at all. I didn't know him at all. Like, he wasn't on any and list. No, did, did you? No, I didn't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, like, like what you can... got. I mean, what we get out of him is just this. Um, I. Well, Ty Montgomery automatically comes to mind, where it's this wide receiver that got converted to running back, but that didn't really work out too well. He wasn't really good at running back anyway. Um, but if you can build an offense that just keeps people guessing, I don't know that yeah. I have confidence in Scott Turner to necessarily do that, but maybe, uh. given the opportunity to be the offensive coordinator finally for a team starting from scratch, maybe he's, he's in the lab. Cooking up something for this team. You know what? You know what he should do. I think he should look at game tape back to 2013, 2014, and see how Sean McVay used Chris Thompson mm. when he was drafted, and kind of mold Gibson in that way because he has a lot of Chris Thompson type skills. Yeah, I so like how you said that. Go yeah. back and, huh? No, I like how you said that. Mold him because I we're kind of thinking of Antonio Gibson as Memphis Antonio Gibson, but he's a guy that can be molded into something that that can be a little bit different than what we've seen a hybrid yeah and 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 like a good hybrid not like some okay receiver okay running back no he can be a threat on on you know at both positions yeah yeah the initially the problem for me was he's just so similar to steven sims jr where it's Mm. like that's our guy to do the jet sweeps he was the guy that was doing the punt kick returns kind of um so why would you go and get this guy who just seems kind of redundant but yeah, if you can start him off in the backfield, play multiple exactly. running backs yeah. there. Um, because yeah. a lot of the beat reporters are saying, oh, they signed J.D. McKissick, and he was supposed to be that Chris Thompson replacement. But I don't think that that's... I mean, the more talent that well, you can get to compete with yeah. each other and get three, four running backs on this roster, I think that's the place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and even with the... I mean, who knows if, if J.D. McKissick will, will even make the team. Yeah, right. all these guys that we exactly. uh, that we sign, 
are, are like not locks to, to make the team. Right, exactly. He didn't sign them. Yeah, right? Peyton Barber. I mean, are we really right. going to be gonna banking on him necessarily? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, who was your Who was your guy, B? Uh, my guy. I I don't really have a guy that we drafted other than AGG, but you already kind of uh, brought that up because I think AGG has a path to actually playing meaningful minutes um, on this team. I will say deep, deep, keep him on your radar is Isaiah Wright. It's an undrafted free agent wide receiver out of Temple. Um, And I did watch game tape on him somehow before we drafted him i didn't put him on any kind of list because there was no way that we were gonna i mean he was just so far down the wide receiver uh ranks but this guy can play a little bit man i, I think he uh, just has we very did, we did sign him yeah we signed him mm-hmm. okay yeah so he can play he can play he can play natural wide receiver like he's he's got where? it where is he from temple and and uh how yeah. tall is he uh man i think he's just six or six one i would i would say he's not big so is it is he a possession guy or his speed or no i mean he 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 has elusiveness to him that's the thing that i like he's not like super like that um yeah that fast uh twitchy type necessarily yeah i mean there's a reason that he didn't get drafted right i mean right he he doesn't kind of just he doesn't pop out at you with any kind of measurables or anything like that. Six six two is his height. So that's so a pretty good. He's height, a pretty good height. Pretty good. I yeah, mean, Isaiah Wright six two two twenty. So a big dude. Um, at a temple, um, mm-hmm. productive player. I like him. I mean, of course, small school in temple. So, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, just keep keep your eyes out for for Isaiah Wright come come uh, practice time. I like him, but Sadiq you, Charles, man. Sadiq Charles is the guy that I'll say. talk Sadiq about. Charles, how do you feel about Sadiq Charles? I I, I, I think coming really, out of LSU, really like he him. was he was uh, he was somewhat touted. The only thing was apparently he had off the field issues, right? And mm-hmm. it's marijuana. So I mean, marijuana it's, with this new stuff, CBA, it's it's not going to be an issue necessarily, um, where you're not going to be actually suspended for for drug charge. I mean, for um, possession in certain states and everything like that, it's very much leaned back on this, on the new CBA. So we should be okay on that front. But also I think it's just, it's just different when you're in the NFL. And I, I and I kind of trust that they did enough homework on Sadiq Charles um, to kind of give him a shot. Is he going to be the left tackle for the Washington Redskins in 2020? No, I don't think so. I don't think he immediately comes in and takes Trent's job which we do need to talk about Trent Williams, by the way, but um, he, I have so much more faith in him than Jerron Christian that we drafted a couple of years ago. (laughs) Like as soon as we drafted Jerron Christian, the next day I did my homework on him because he came out of nowhere. Um, Third round pick, my goodness. And Sadiq Charles, of course, being a fourth round pick, there is just light years between those two guys as left tackle prospects. Sadiq Mm -hmm. Charles is the left tackle for the national champion winning LSU Tigers. And we got him in the fourth round. And, and he's, a, he's Joe Burrow's blindside. He's Joe Burrow's blindside, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and he blocked for Geis yep. a couple of years ago. I mean, that, this is, 
many Redskins fans on Twitter um, that do mock drafts had Sadiq Charles pinned in there around the third round or fourth round. And sure enough, mm. we got him. And, and there, it makes a lot, a lot of sense because this guy can do, a, I mean, he's just athletic, big. He doesn't have the longest arms. Um, so that's what you're usually looking for with prototypical left tackles. But still, I think there's a lot of molding that you can do with what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him being the left tackle for the Redskins next year. Mm-hmm. I like that pick. What do you guys think? Or what do you think about um, that? It was a, another fifth or sixth round pick, the, the safety linebacker out of um, Michigan, Kalik Hudson? Yeah. Kalik's a... He, yeah, he seems super athletic, and apparently he's he's like he's like a uh, a big dude that he plays big on the he field. He plays much bigger than he is. Yeah, he's under yeah. six feet, five eleven to uh, two twenty five. He plays the same Jabril Peppers role. So if you remember Jabril mm-hmm. Peppers from mm-hmm. Michigan, it's that Viper yeah. back. Um, it's a huge, big, big role in that Michigan defense. And he played it. I think he broke a team record or tied a team record for most tackles for loss in one game. Seven and a half or eight <clears throat> tackles for loss. Tackles mm-hmm. for loss in one game. That's ridiculous. That's like, yeah. So he, he's a guy that kind of gets all over the field. The thing that showed, uh, the thing that came clear with the Ron Rivera, Kyle Smith agenda, at least at the back end of the draft, is position versatility. Like, all these guys, Kalik Hudson, play, he can play in the box. He can play um, off the line. Uh, that's what he's, he played that Viper role. You even go to Cameron Curl um, from Arkansas, the safety that we drafted in the, what, seventh round. Played right. cornerback the year before, now safety. Um, Keith Ismail, who's the center, he played guard and center uh, for San Diego State. Led two 2,000-yard rushers um, in San Diego State. And then um, Antonio Gibson. Like, Antonio Gibson is the uh, prototypical just no position, but just get a good football player on the team. Yeah. So I'm giving you all the positives on on the draftness, uh, in my view. Still, I think they could have done a little bit more. Uh, if they thought that we were going to compete this year, this is not the best draft to actually have. That's what I'll say. Yeah, well, because you probably were wanting us to go, like maybe one, wanting to give Haskins more weapons on offense. Is that probably the way you would have gone? Yeah, I mean, so corner, okay, cornerback. What, do, what, does, what, does he, what does he need? It's not necessarily what Haskins need necessarily because they, they went and got weapons and they got that Antonio Gibson and they got um, Gandy Golden. I, I'm talking about like legit weapons. You like draft proven? Henry Ruggs number two overall. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not. Ta- I mean, Chase Young was the clear, clear, right. pick. clear cut. Yeah. yeah, that was the clear pick. Or I don't know. I'm saying go but see, more. See, but see, but the thing about football is that you can like like these third and fourth rounders. You know, given the right sit, uh, uh, given the right situation, they can blossom into pro bowlers. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown, that nutcase, he was a third round pick. Yeah, yeah. But did they really? A, a lot of the teams Richard that Sherman are Sherman was a fifth round pick. Yeah, they Who? didn't really draft Richard for Sherman? need though. Oh yeah, Sherman was a fifth, like 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 because like the NFL is so deep 
so so many players that they're only 32 teams and they're there are a lot of great, great players, even past 32, mm-hmm. that just need to, to to blossom and go to the right situation. Yeah. And then, so all these guys that we're talking about is, I don't know, I mean, who are they? They can be pro bowlers, pro bowlers in, in, in like a couple of years. Yeah. You know, granted that they can mature the right way. B, how would you have gone if you were trying to have the quote-unquote win-now mentality draft board? versus what we did do well i point directly to the antonio gibson pick right because that was our third round number two overall in the third round pick Mm -hmm. um that pick was it was we love this guy it wasn't Mm -hmm. so much because it was a it was a relative reach i'll say it it was a reach because i don't know that he was back end of the second early part of the third value with Antonio Gibson. I feel like I, and I have said it, I think that Gibson was every team's sleeper pick. And sometimes if you're used to fantasy drafts, sometimes somebody's just got to pull the trigger early on a good player that they want, that they know is going to succeed. And I think that's what they did here, but they didn't get good value out of it. If you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and then on, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Go ahead. So value is dependent on a consensus board. So okay. you do your homework not on not only on what you value a player at, but you look around the league and try and figure out, okay, where does everybody else stack this guy? Because if everybody else has him as a fifth round pick, maybe I risk it and take take him in the fourth. You know what I mean? Because then that's that's better value because then you're actually um, oh, okay. you're not spending so you're a high pick we... on a guy that so would have saying... been there anyway in the fourth. Gotcha. So what you're saying is. We should have drafted him later. Right, exactly. And so but to answer Neil's question, that's what I would point to. If we were competing right now, I, I would probably have taken the best cornerback available because we're just, we're, we have nobody. We have nobody yeah. at cornerback, really. But see, I can, I can see Ron Rivera's thought process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this guy's somewhat of a wild card, but he has huge upside because he can do pretty much anything on, you know, catching, pass catching and, Running the ball, he's a, he's going to be a threat. So, and if you want to if you want to develop Haskins, you want to you want to get him a t- a type of player that has a lot of potential. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I can see him. No, and I'm not saying pick. it's the wrong pick, but you're no, you're but pointing see, to the development that, of Haskins though, and I think yeah, that's but, the primary focus. It's not necessarily saying we're going to compete this year. But it's saying that we're going to put ourselves in the best position to be good eventually. Okay, so what you're saying is you thought that, well, cornerback, cornerback is a more pressing need than this guy. I just think, honestly, man, when, when, when you have a young a quarterback, and regardless if it's win now or win three years from now, you want to, to surround him with, with with players that he can grow with, mm-hmm. yeah. right? He's not going to grow with, with the cornerback. Yeah. No, no, they yeah, might yeah, be, yeah. They might be off the field buddies, but, but, but like, what I'm trying to say is like, you want him to develop chemistry and continuity with, with, with receivers mm-hmm. who have a lot of potential and a lot of upside, even though they may be third or fourth round picks and a jack of all trade player in Antonio Gibson who can blossom into, a Chris Thompson type, if yeah. we choose to let Chris Thompson go. 
And you talk about empowering Dwayne Haskins. He's right. now having what is probably going to be one of the youngest wide receiving cores in the NFL. And what good. does that do good. for a quarterback? It gives you all of the confidence in the world to basically tell, to be on the same page with your receivers because you're the guy. Right. Like, and you're older than them. And you, have, right. you may have more experience than a couple of them. So it, it, veteran, this is Veteran really... wideouts aren't going to maybe listen to us mm-hmm. or, have the, uh, or, or have the same respect. Yeah, for Dwayne as you know, right. that's why I'm saying de- developing key key skill pieces with Dwayne Haskins right now. Yes, maybe win, maybe not win now next year, mm-hmm. but you you want to look at Dwayne Haskins as a decade decade long player, right? At least right. So you want to maximize the player that he can build that that uh, that he can grow with that he can build with. Right. That's the hope. We'll see whether he's actually a decade long player he gets though. this year this is it this is you, it this is it so? for him he gets his this third, year his I third, think, I his think third honestly, system his third system in a year and a half i think i think third system will be this is it why would you say yeah. third i mean because of the well, second system kevin o'connell was running jay gruden's system basically yeah, after no. he got fired he was calling the plays no but it was his system. it was basically a system though Jay was calling the plays. Kevin had his own system, and now he has Scott Turner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but look, I think I think going going with that rationale, you have to give Dwayne at least until his third year. If he doesn't show anything by twenty one, twenty two, if we even have a football season by then, then then we cut ties or we we look elsewhere, and then we go for your Nils boy. But Trevor Lawrence might already be drafted by then somewhere else. <laughs> but you you have you cannot you cannot just dump a guy after a no but so you're telling me that if if Haskins played the exact same way he did through whatever what he played seven games this year if he mm-hmm. plays that way through sixteen games in 2020 you're okay giving him the keys to the car in 2021 mm. and it'd be difficult I'd say there's no way. There's no way. I mean, the, the, it's the reality of the situation. No, but, it's no, a... no, but see, but I'm, I'm just not looking at his numbers. I'm looking at how he progressed in that last month. Mm-hmm. That was very, that was very promising. Because, because when he started to look at, look at a defense and digest a defense, that dude could dissect an entire secondary. Because his mm-hmm. arm talent. Did you see, no, look, did you guys see him in the, in the, uh, in the was it the Giants game? The Giants game, mm-hmm. the the Detroit game, second half, and the Philly game. Those were like I like this guy. This guy can really be somebody. If you he, saw flashes, I, I'll agree with that. I you know, saw flashes. I didn't see flashes. I saw flashes in the in the early weeks. I saw some consistency in those three games. Like he could string from the first quarter to the to uh, uh, to the fourth quarter. And he played well. And not he just played, played okay. well. He looked, he looked like a franchise guy. I don't know, man. Look, those, those seven picks, seven touchdowns, those are, that is meaningless. Yeah, I agree with because, that. Right, that's just, that's just garbage. You have to look at him from what he did in the last month. No, I agree with that. And, last, and he and progressed. And, There's and no I doubt about that. If he plays that. like this, if he plays like that during the, the 16-game season, Whatever game games we have, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do some things. 
He's yeah. going to do some things. I mean, what, I get, are you saying that if he plays like that, then we, we extend him into the next year? We give him the keys to the car? That I yes. don't know. B. Yeah. I don't know. So, so, what, so, so what you're saying is, if he plays like how he played in the last month, mm-hmm. he's not a lock for or handing over the keys in year three. Well, I think you and I have a difference of opinion on how good he really played in those last in that last month. I think it's night and day in terms of his progression. Um, but was he was he within the top twelve to seventeen he, he, no, quarterback no, 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 but, range? Like, was he playing good quarterback football comparatively to the rest of the NFL? No, I don't think so. He was doing yeah, much much better, and he showed you something. But but B. But B. Ranking him now is is a moot point. It really is. I want, but because if he can, t- like from because I'm I'm telling you, those those first three four games that he played, and and was horrendous. Right. Right. Yeah. But the type of growth he showed. Right. In that last month was night and day. I that's agree. what I that's what I'm banking on. Right. If he can take that next step, right like how he did from October to December mm-hmm. and he and take that next step into September of this year and going forward that's 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 a, that's really promising. Mm-hmm. I mean think about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean if that progression stays so, in so I agree not, with I'm you not for sure. looking to rank him 1 to 10 to 15. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for continued consistent progression. Yeah. So let, let me all. let me ask you then. So before we move on from the skins, well, let's just talk real quick. Chase Young, expectation for Chase Young in year one. So the Vegas odds right now, from what I saw, I don't know if they're Vegas odds. I don't know if any Vegas books are open right now, but there's it's eight point five sacks. I'm down with that. Is it is that. it under or over? Oh, eight point five. They are. Bill's already thinking. 20 plus. Bill is a troll master, yo. Over easy 8.5. All right. I mean, come on. That is just, they're just undermining Chase right now. The only reason it's 8.5 is because he plays for the Washington Redskins. Right. All right. He plays for any other team. It's like 10 and a half easy. This guy is going to be an unbelievable disruption. Mm -hmm. If anything, he's going to be the biggest disruption for every single quarterback in the NFL, hands down. Okay, he, keywords, keywords right no, now. No. Kill, yes, keywords right now. Going to be keywords. Yeah. Going no, to be. He will this this season. Wow. I'm telling you, man. The the, the 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 type of talent that this guy has. I mean, look at look at look at Nick Bosa. What did he do in one year? Yeah, so Nick Bosa is the good comparison because he had nine sacks, right? Even though he made the Pro Bowl, he's right at that kind of that. Eight point five nine, and and that was the San Francisco 49ers were the best team in the uh, in the NFC. Yeah, so that 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 aided him in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Plus, he has Sherman Sherman at playing corner. He has so many like good players. I mean, we have a lot of prospects. Like a lot. I of think about Young is he's gonna have so much opportunity. All right, our defense is gonna be on the field a lot of the time, and we're gonna be he's gonna have the opportunity to 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 be that to wreak havoc. And but that could also that could also be a bad thing. He could Why be fatigued. That? It could be a, he could be fatigued a lot quicker because he's oh, not this getting guy, his legs. No, this guy is he's young, man. He's what, 21, 22? <laughs> How old is this guy? No, you could be twenty one and still get tired if you're no, on the of course. field a lot. But he yeah, of course. But, but he it's the thing is the thing is, even if he gets 
you're gonna see you're gonna see a big change, shift in our defensive line in terms of uh, the amount of pressure that we get on quarterbacks. Yeah. Even if Chase Young is double teamed, Deron Payne, you have Jonathan Allen, you have Montez Lost. Sweat on the other side. Side like any of those guys going one on one against anyone, mm-hmm. it's it's lights out. It's lights out for whoever the offensive line. I need is. to give my man. I'm gonna do as much as I can to give my man Matt Ioannidis shine. Because we're going to go through this whole thing. Matt, Matt Ioannidis is the best defensive tackle on this team. Oh, my gosh. It's I not mean, even close, man. Jonathan we're Allen's great. And we picked up his fifth-year option. And he's a, he's a name because we drafted him, drafted him in the first round. But Matt Ioannidis has play, outplayed both of them these past two years. It's not even Beach. close, man. Just because the guy has more sacks and tackles? But it's, do you it's pressures. That, do you understand that those guys? That 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 uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, they eat up two defenders so he can just go one true. on one and, and go and, and go and eat. That's not true. They're not getting double teamed. These guys are not getting double teamed. There's a reason Matt Ioannidis doesn't. It's not even about sacks. It's about pressures. He led the mm-hmm. team in pressures this year with thirty. Mm-hmm. Like we need to start making sure that we mention him when we're talking about our defensive line. That's all. Like, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, supremely more talented than Matt Ioannidis. But when we're talking about how good this defensive line can be, we, need to, we need to throw that man's name in there because he's just been the model of consistency and just probably, be, I mean, he's been our best defensive tackle for the last two years. Um, but so, okay, so let me ask you. So Chase Young is often compared to Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers... Carolina Panther drafted 2002. Julius Peppers had 12 sacks in his rookie his first, year. And rookie year. Um, nil over or under 12 sacks for Chase Young. Mm, okay, there you get me. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under under 12. Okay, all right. So realistic. you're you're realistic at least. Uh, initially, Nil was thinking this guy's about to break Javon <laughs> Curse's record or something for rookie sacks. So Javon Curse 14 and a half. As a rookie, man. and so that's so that's I'm the man, record. Man. Was that with the tenant? That was the Tennessee. Yeah, that was Tennessee. Man, yeah, I remember Javon first. Jesus, that dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the freak, right? I mean, that was his nickname, right? I mean, he's just yeah. ridiculous. Pretty much. Yeah, Bradley Chubb a couple of years ago. Um, that's what I compare it to. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I believe, was a top five pick for the Denver Broncos. He had twelve sacks um, on a team that didn't make the playoffs. So that's that's honestly going to be my expectation for Chase Young. So twelve sacks. I, I I don't like using sacks as a metric, but it's probably our easiest way of um, determining yeah, things. Uh, it's nowadays we're able to actually um, like Pro Football Reference is tracking pressures and hurries and all that now, but it, they've only been doing it for the last two years. So I put more merit in pressures because Nick Nick Bosa only had nine sacks, but sixty pressures yeah that's that's, crazy that's That's crazy just just for context matt anitis led our team last year with 35 kerrigan led our team the year before with 30 nick bosa on his own had 60 like come on that's a ridiculous season what what, what's uh registered as a pressure Um, yeah that's a good question pressure is the addition of a hurry a sack and a oh man what would be the other thing uh, where you're you're basically hurrying the quarterback into releasing the ball before they're ready, so that's a hurry. A sack would be the second thing, and then there's another one that goes into that. So I don't know what. 
uh, Hari Sack, and there's something else. I'll have to look it up. I'll get that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's 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 my metric is gonna be. He should he should be around the 35 to 45 range of pressures. I got you. this year. Yeah, it's Hari's and Sacks. The three you mean of them hit, hitting the quarterback after he releases the ball. Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good metric. I like that because each of those things present its own kind of value. Because the quarterback got to feel you there. That's a quarterback hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting a sack is, of course, amazing. And then hurries are really important. When you can rush the throw on a quarterback, that's a really, really important um, piece. And those are those are all considered pressures. All of them added up together give you a pressure. I see. Mm-hmm. So each one of them are elements towards a pressure. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you have to do all three to be qual- to No, 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 no. So if I have 40 hurries, then I have 40 pressures and no sacks. Right. If I have no sacks and no um, quarterback hits and 40 hurries, then I have 40 pressures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but Trent Williams, yeah, so the Redskins ended up getting a fifth-round pick this year and a third-round pick next year. What do you guys think? You think that's fair? Is it we're finally moving on? Uh, what, what do you think about I was, that, Sam? I, I was hoping for a second-round pick maybe next year, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. I mean, he he should have been gone a long time ago. We dragged it on for whatever reason. Um, there, were some, there were some positive moments early on, and, uh, when we first hired uh, Riverboat, but you know, mm-hmm. no. What do you luck. think about the trade? I, I I think it needed to be done. At the end of the day, it was just more of we were just willing to take. Yeah, you know, we were you know take anything, whatever we could get, because no team wanted him really. We were lucky that the uh, Niners wanted him, and we got some value for him. Fifth this year, third next year. I think. Um, uh, it just worked out to, that we just need to get him off our hands. Of course, mm-hmm. I think he was worth more value than that, but yeah. every team knew that no one really was going to take him off the Redskins' hands, so it was just kind of like beggars can't be choosers at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. The thing um, that's really refreshing to me is that Kyle Smith, who is now going to end up being our 35-year-old GM, by the way, like that guy's my hero. Um, yeah. Kyle Smith openly said, I think Trent... Williams is a first round value. I think he's a hundred percent right. I mean, especially yeah. for a San Francisco 49ers team who's got their left tackle Joe Staley retiring and they're in the thick of competing for a Super Bowl, uh, once again, you get Trent value uh, Trent Williams and that's that's easily a first round value for sure. Um, but when could we as Redskins fans ever hear our general manager, vice president of player personnel actually admit that that well, this is a first round value guy and we got a fifth and a third for him well well first of all i don't i don't agree with that he's, he's not a first round value anymore why he's because he first of all he's what 32 years old uh-huh. age is not on his side anymore. yeah but i mean it's like he had a whole year to just not That's have fine. to take the toll age is age uh-huh. i mean i mean you're like a great player we don't know how you're going to come back after taking off a year, okay? That could go against you. Right. And then on top of that, he's 32 this year. Right. He's not a young book anymore. If, if we're talking about maybe five years ago, when he was maybe 26, 27, yeah. Yes, first round value then. So you not think now. like the fifth 
offensive tackle taken in this draft is better than Trent Williams right now? Do you no, think any I'm, I'm offensive tackle like? No, no, I, no, no. I think we're talking about two different things. You're talking about game and game. He's still one of the best tackles, right? But I don't think I don't think he's first round value. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because not because of, uh, not because of ability, right? But it's longevity. Longevity. Right. No, no, I understand that. But I'm just saying, for especially for a 49ers team, like this mm-hmm. is their window. They're right within their window of succeeding. And so right. you take a Trent Williams, it just makes so much sense. It's a perfect move. because Yeah, you, but they, they're not going to give up a first-round pick for him. No, no, no. I know. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying yeah, for but, any team that's competing, like even the Minnesota Vikings, right? Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you go get Trent? Because he, he's valuable. Yeah, yeah, and plus he has he has history with with uh, Kirk as well. But that's why he didn't want to go there. <laughs> you heard those rumors that he denied mm-hmm. the trade because Kirk was there. He also he also did uh, say that wasn't true. He didn't want to go because yeah, of Kirk. Right. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I believe I mean, that. If if we're gonna talk about Kirk, Kirk did get re up another two years, by the way. So there's things. Yeah, they kind of had to. Yeah, I don't know what the Vikings are seeing in him. I mean, he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, so it is what it is. <laughs> As Neil takes a sip of his tea, which nobody else can see, but <laughs> I mean, we've we've like we've like beaten this horse so many times about you about franchise guys not winning a a, a Super Bowl. So it's a moot point to me. But anyway, yeah. um, but Trent. So basically, we got some value out of Trent Williams if we did keep him on the roster and get a comp pick for him that would only kick in in 2022 and it would be a fifth round pick because of the veteran status that he is so for anyone hoping and saying like oh we should have kept him and got a comp pick next year that's not the way the CBA would have worked in our favor so we would have gotten a 2022 fifth rounder so this this is something this is definitely better than nothing Trent wanted to move on. Yeah, we were ready to start afresh with whatever we've got. So I think it's a good move on all, on all fronts. But it just shows you the growth of the leadership of this team. Kyle Shanahan is the recipient of one of our best players. Could Bruce Allen have ever tr- made a trade with Kyle Shanahan? No chance. No chance. There's no chance. And it just shows you that this, the leadership of this team is starting afresh like all of those um all of those kind of uh relationships that were broken in the past that they just refused to to mend it mend was with bruce allen and as soon as he's gone we're really starting afresh kyle smith ron rivera they've been on instagram lives they've been on very much available to the fans very open with each one of their picks and their expectations for these picks. It's just really refreshing for me. Mm-hmm. Really refreshing. And I think every Redskins mm-hmm. fan should be just get a, get a shot in the arm that we finally got some leadership in place. Well, see, okay. But, but going back to this whole Bruce Allen thing, I don't know if that's entirely true. I like get, I, I get the strained, if not broken relationship between those two. Right, mm-hmm. but last year was a totally different situation as opposed to this year. It's just a coincidence that Ron Rivera came this year, because if he came last year, I think it would have been the same thing. Because we were trying to get Trent back just to play for us. Mm-hmm. Now this year we're a year removed from that. We're ready to move on. 
So but you now don't we think we were actively sh- uh, dealing them. Or, or no, but I think that was. I think Bruce Allen being here was part of the reason that Trent wasn't traded midseason, because he was just he wanted to win. He wanted to win and beat Trent Williams at this game. Trent was holding out for his own thing, and Bruce Allen just refused to budge. And that 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 cost us. We could have got a second round pick. Sure, the Cleveland Browns are ready. So I, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a lot to to be said on that. Um, but I guess let's let's wrap it up on on the podcast and on the draft. Um, the big news, of course, and of course your boy, um, uh, some Aaron Rodgers is not a happy man. I'm sure he hasn't said anything just yet. He apparently called Jordan Love, but the Green Bay Packers spent a first round pick. Not only that, but they went they went up. They they traded up to go get. Jordan Love, who is presumably the quarterback of their future. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on that move, Sam? Bravo to the Packers. What? Bravo to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, you're my boy. But if I'm a GM, I'm looking long-term. And if I can get Jordan Love at number, what, 26? Right? Yeah. I'm going for him. Okay, let's, let's go back to the year 2005. What happened? In that draft, what happened? The Green Bay Packers selected Aaron Rodgers, Aaron number Rogers. twenty-four overall, even though Brett Favre was only 34, 35 years old at the time, and still productive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why is Aaron Rodgers being salty now? I I don't get the rationale. Is he salty? Yeah. Well, there was there were reports that he was. Well, he not should happy. be salty. I mean, it, that why? doesn't mean Favre why? shouldn't be salty. B, you are looking long term. If you think Jordan Love can be that guy, you let Aaron Rodgers groom him for the next three, four years. Aaron Rodgers groom him? Like, really? Is Aaron Rodgers really the type of guy to groom anybody? Well, Brett Favre wasn't the type of guy, and and look what happened. No, but, I mean, it's not that he was a product of Brett Favre, because Brett Favre is— Why do you have a problem with this? I don't understand. This is is perfect football. Where do you rank Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback right now? 2020 season. Uh, 2020 season, uh, where is Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback? I don't know. To be honest. If you have him outside of your top three, you're crazy. Top it's Patrick three. Mahomes, maybe Lamar Jackson, and then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, look, he's my boy. And that's okay? maybe on a Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't even know. About, okay. Lamar Jackson, to me, not even number two. But anyway, that, that's besides the point. Aaron Rodgers, to me, he's my favorite player. But he, I don't think he's that guy anymore. Why? What makes you I, say that? I, I, he just doesn't look like he has it like how he used to. How he can carry a team. He doesn't have that anymore. He, 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 was, he was exposed by a great defense in San Fran uh, in that second round game. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, uh, a divisional playoff round. And... Even in moments in the season, he wasn't that guy. Look, I'm not saying he's still not great. He's still great. Mm-hmm. He's just not the guy that we're accustomed to seeing for the past decade. So just tell me and, then, like, where would you, where would you put him? Maybe, maybe top five. I can see him going outside top ten. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh my uh, gosh. Outside top five. I cannot imagine that that would be correct. Aaron Rodgers, you legitimately think Aaron Rodgers is not at the top five quarterback right now. You of all people. Okay, I, I would no, but see, but I am I just keep it real with my players. 
I don't care if you're my favorite player or if I don't, or like I don't care if I hate you. I'm just, I, I'm just gonna tell you like it is. I, I think he's borderline top five. Okay, Nate, he's fine. Okay, it's it, okay. So let me throw Russell Wilson in there. So it's Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers for me right now. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put Drew Brees ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't put Drew I'll, Brees. I would I'll not. put Drew Brees now ahead of Aaron. No chance. The dude didn't even throw not, 3,000 yards this year. And, but he was I mean, also banged up this year. I know, but why are you, why are you blaming Aaron Rodgers for something? When, I mean, I'm not blaming Aaron him. Rodgers... I'm talking about his production. Wait, where's Tom in this? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tom, is, Tom is 25. <laughs> 25, top 25, man. He's somewhere right after <laughs> Haskins. This, 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 this is the top five the list. Disrespect. Dwayne Haskins at 24, Tom Brady at 25. <laughs> So, Neil, let me ask you your opinion. So, Jordan Love gets drafted by the uh, Green Bay Packers. The NFC uh, championship playing Green Bay Packers, mind you. So, this is the team that was close. This is a team that's close, and they got a first-round bye. Jordan Love gets drafted to them. What do, you, what do you think? You're okay with this? I, I think it's a little—it was surprising. Definitely surprising to me. I did not see that happen. Oh, that's for sure. I yeah, I don't know if you heard pre-draft. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers was on some local uh, Wisconsin Milwaukee uh, uh, radio, and they asked him, "Oh, like, you know, how do you feel about the draft? What do you, what do you, what do you think is uh, the Packers are going to do?" And he responded, "You know, guys, I think this is a you know we haven't really drafted a skill position player in the, for the first time in the first round in a while, so I think this is the year. <laughs> Getting some some speed added to the offense or some something to help me out would be awesome." Yeah. Well, oh my answered. god. That's how he answered it. And then it's, they go and draft Jordan Love first crazy. round pick. So I mean, I don't. Did, I did, you, did you see I the David I'm, Bakhtiari uh, interview after uh, that? No, I didn't. They said, "Watch out for Aaron Rodgers this year." Yeah, they said, they said "Watch I, out for I, Rodgers this year because he is going to be coming and he's going to be pissed, and you don't want to see Aaron Rodgers behind center pissed." Yeah, that is what no, one thing I will I'll say. I give you that. You he's. Look, from from a talent perspective, he's just the goat to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe Patrick Mahomes might have something something to say about that. But guys, we have to talk about right now. Right now, as a GM of the of the Green Bay Packers, if you have a chance to draft a Jordan Love, who you think could 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 you know blossom into a franchise guy, Aaron Rodgers is thirty six years old. By he's my age. He's not gonna. He's not gonna play another five, six years at at that level. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. want someone to you want to keep your franchise going. You don't want to like nosedive after he retires, right? And then be a be a uh, be a doormat. You want to try to keep your. Con- I am like that with any team. I'm 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 all for the uh, the Patriots moving on from Tom Brady. I was all for the Chicago Bull or the the Lakers. Dumping Kobe, or they should have dumped Kobe, mm-hmm. um, or paid him much less. And same thing here. If you have, if you have a guy waiting in the wings who has a lot of potential, why would you pass that up when your franchise guy is thirty six? If this is Aaron Rodgers at, at age thirty or twenty eight, then I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But age is everything in 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 this scenario, hands down. I mean, so. I don't think age is it necessarily. I think it's production. And Aaron Rodgers has not dropped off significantly in terms of production. 
you just look at the 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 team around him that's just been abysmal. Like, can you even name their number two wide receiver? There's no chance. Uh, Geronimo Allison. Yeah, maybe. Might be. I mean, Geronimo maybe. Allison, Alan Lazard. Like, there's just there's just no man. And then then they go in a second round pick. They pick a fullback. AJ Dillon from Boston College is not even a good running back, and they already have a running back. Like, it's just completely. Well, no, no, but you, no, you but don't we, have we a... were talking about their their first round pick. No, I'm just saying. Agree with that. The 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 ideology that they had, or whatever they did in this draft was not to maximize the team for Aaron Rodgers. Since 2005, guess how many skill position players the Packers have selected in the first round? Zero. Zero. Like, it's just unbelievable. And this is, yeah. a, this is a team that prided themselves on building from the draft. Like, they have never spent money. If you think about the Green Bay Packers and their biggest free agent acquisition since 2005, I you would be hard pressed to find any. There's going to be one or two. Uh, There's going to be one or two. Yeah, but you're really but not going to find I, much. I just don't understand. Like, like, but so you don't think age is a factor at all? In no this decision. Not right now. Not oh, right now. Gosh. Especially for Jordan Love. To be quite honest with you, if it's Tua, then we're taught we're having a different discussion. And if they're at 28 and they don't trade up. Like, even if you're going to take Jordan Love, why would you even trade up to get him? Like, I... So you're saying they could have drafted, got him in the second round? No, just stay at your pick and pick him. Because they, they moved up two picks just to pick mm. him. Like, it's so many what elements. Did they, what just... did they give up? What did they give up to move up? I don't remember, but I think it was a late round pick. It wasn't much, but still. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If, if, it, if it was only like a two two pick two pick difference right then i'm but and they were scared okay. that the colts were going to move up and maybe select jordan love yeah i get it but like okay i i think for a team in the nfc championship the year before for a quarterback that's just all world one of the best quarterbacks of all time that hasn't dropped off in production this is just an abysmal move like no it's... no you know why b look at look at what the patriots look at what the patriots are 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 dealing with now Look at what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're they're doing this on purpose, and you're talking about the best GM and coach in the history of the game. No, no, no. Like he's doing this on purpose. Yeah, but I'm saying, but but the Patriots drafted Garoppolo to be Tom Brady's successor. Mm -hmm. Because and Tom Brady and Garoppolo was was what a second and third round pick. Yeah, second, I think. Okay, so okay, he wasn't a first round pick either. Mm -hmm. But some GMs say they see something in a certain player. That, that they think is special or whatever, and that they could groom and mold. And when you have a chance to go go get them, you go get them. Tom Brady at the time of Garoppolo's uh, pick was what thirty seven mm-hmm. around around uh, uh, what's his name Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. And that made perfect sense. You have to, you you never want your your team to nosedive. I don't know. I mean, that just that is not how I would. Build a they, team. They got I him would in want the my second team to be round, though, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was they a second round pick. Second round, right? Okay, still a high pick, pick, though. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is, they saw a, a a good prospect in Garoppolo, even though they had Tom Brady, and even though he was still cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Because they drafted him to lead the team after Brady left. Now, of course, 
obviously things changed and he was dealt. But the intention at the time was he's our he's the, the successor after Brady leaves because they because we feel he he can be that guy. And it's the same thing that I think the that the uh, that the Packers did with Love. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where this whole it doesn't make sense. The quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. Forget about just football. Right. In all of sport, you want to solidify that spot when you can. The only thing is, though, it's it's about the to be's point. It's the win now mentality. If you feel you have a quarterback that's ready to win now, and you have a quarterback that's talented, you guys just had a first round buy. It's like why wouldn't you want to try and give him more, uh, more, more weapons offensively so you can win a Super Bowl now? Is Jordan Love going to win you a Super Bowl next year? No. no. Is he going to win you a Super Bowl in two years? Probably not. No, probably I mean, not. when you You're have a player like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. who's on the down side of his career, you want to get the best out of him before he's ready to retire. And if that means adding more talent, more speed, more weapons offensively, you do that. You go with the first-round value talented guy versus your successor. You're telling me there's not going to be a quarterback available next year's draft or second two knows? years from now's but, draft? No, but no, but these are all these are all suppositions. Win now. You're trying to yeah. win now, though. Okay. Right. Who who could they have drafted at number twenty six? From outside of Gandy. Uh, they could have drafted T Higgins. T you... Higgins. He was available. Oh, there's tons, trade tons of wide on the board right yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they could have drafted. Um, oh, what's his name? The DeAndre Swift. He was available. Okay, but okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so but they don't need a running back, point, really. Was it was it a win now mentality? Are you sure it was that was their mindset, or I'm looking down the down the road ten years from now? What they did was a was a clear indication that they're looking at their future, not looking at winning now. So you're saying that they should not have been doing that? No, no. they should not have been doing that at all. Especially when the guy is just that good and hasn't been doing it with anybody. Like it's Devonte Adams and nobody else. That's okay. ridiculous. Look, but... I give you that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it ends up shaking out. We, I mean, there's there's some other teams that did some good things. I think the Ravens and and some of the NFC East teams will, will leave unnamed did some pretty good things in the draft. Nil, Nil, do you want to mention that other NFL team? The Eagles did draft Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but there's one other yeah. that got a good grade. Yeah. CD oh, Lamb the, to the Cowboys. The, the Baltimore Ravens. They, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Patrick Queen. They are going to be a force <laughs> to be reckoned with next season. Lamar. I By the way, B, you don't think though. Lamar Jackson's better than Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I don't right think now, he's better no. than Aaron Rodgers either. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick, uh, what's his name? Mahomes. Uh, L- Lamar Jackson is. Look, I I like base you on what you've done in the playoffs, and up until this right. point, yeah, he is, he's not. He's been a he's been a regular season guy. Yeah. Yep. It's good to talk some football and some some actual real uh, roster football because of the draft. So we're probably not going to get a chance to do that for some time. I mean, until until they start to open up the practice facilities and we start opening up state by state, probably won't get much football news um, to talk about. But hopefully certain things will happen in the sports world between now and the next time we record. Um, but this was a fun one. Thanks, thank you all for listening to this week's podcast. This is Shut Your Face signing off. Peace. Peace. Peace.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.